This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And uh, the topic is... As I uh, recover, as I recoup from uh, vaccination... It's uh, subverting uh, the uh, stage or section of the hero's journey called uh, supernatural aid and allies. Uh, So I'm out. It's a Sunday morning. And... The... um, I don't know about you, but uh, the hero's journey. So this is Joseph Campbell's uh, mono myth, and you know, basically pulling together uh, similarities of uh, in, from mythology, particularly um, Greek, European. And I'm interested in, it's like, like oh, it's, this is a starting place, and let's use and turn inside out and try, try it in different ways. So, uh, we've had the call to adventure, uh, we've had episodes, so then we had the refusal of... Uh, the call and I think I changed it to acceptance of the call and now we have uh, supernatural uh, aid and allies the obvious would be to switch it around turn the whole thing into a tragic arc and that the supernatural isn't uh helping and instead it's doing exactly the opposite what I started with was yeah my first thought episodes back was oh what about the heroine's journey you know is does that change anything like what happens when you have the uh like gender wise and gender relationships as far as parents because that's one of the things that pops up uh, at the midpoint is meeting with the mother and and then later it's meeting with the father and then the mother is presented as this is a good thing the father is like oh my gosh this is you know horrifying uh And, and say first thoughts are, oh, well, you know, that doesn't matter. But, and as well, once, once we get to those two uh, gender relationships, there's a, there's a kind of conversation or there's a, um, I'm, I'm interested in getting to those two points and considering 
what what happens when you sort of move things around and make these uh, adjustments. Okay, so we have supernatural aid and allies. I have this notion of uh, presenting a, a, a kind of pantheon. Usually, too, pantheons are represented as these you know, beings who are quite removed from society, from everything. You know, they're living off in the, uh, the middle of nowhere, but also that say, you know, they have these fabulous uh, places, places and uh, they're attended but to by you know, these supernatural beings. And too, they are, they are supernatural beings. But I just really like the notion of them being removed and disinterested. And what is it that would that make them interested in anything going on in a mortal sense. Uh, I have had experiences, I'm sure everybody, to one degree or another, has experiences where you know, they are removed from, that they like say in a in a personal kind of experience that there's this distance you know and you're not uh communicating or participating with other people so just to start with representative for me here uh we have uh, woodpeckers in Vancouver it's a rainforest still and we have uh, urban wildlife such as woodpeckers. And I had this one experience where a woodpecker uh, was hiding from me. Like, say, I saw it, and then it jumped. And two, it was like holding on to the trunk of a tree, and then it jumped around and hid itself. And the way I was walking, I kept approaching and it kept having to jump. But the way it was looking at me and say how I interpreted that, it was what I want to say was interesting. Um, but I imposed or I impressed, I projected onto. Uh, the bird and I, I gave it this kind of intelligence and I it's good to hear myself saying that because at the time I was, I was like oh my gosh this is you know not that it, I thought it but it had that kind of feeling of being a, a supernatural uh, that there was something unusual about this bird Okay. 
we I I'd love to go on and on and and you know yes boss do it no no gotta focus on the um, subverting this so as far as uh, the supernatural uh, I I look at it as the supernatural is above that uh, it's and I'm pretty sure that's what it means super I think it means above it's above, it's beyond, it's overhead rather than underneath and that's something uh, morning to put that uh, put that character there put that um, idea of, of the supernatural which I, I'm reading very much as the psychological you know here's uh, expressions of the subconscious and of course right away it's like no 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 it's a completely different thing Moss you don't know don't know what you're talking about and, and uh, thank goodness uh, something beneath the first thought that comes to mind is something technological, almost like a uh, um, really advanced to the point of it's an organic kind of technology and you know technological beings there's a it's a flowing kind of technology and Uh, but really that is not a, a, a subversion it's more like a replacement and you know here's expressions of uh, uh, another part of ourselves along the lines of the psychological that would be interesting to write about <laughs> to have these sort of dream characters uh, saying, actually, you know, we're technological, we're, um, we're expressions of, you know, science, or, say, someone in the distant future, or an alien planet, you know, in the past is communicating Which was always interesting uh, when I sort of, yeah, when I would read uh, these stories of uh, the ones that I read at Pulp and it was H.P. Lovecraft and it had to do with uh, mind transference. Uh, but, but yeah, using mind transference for time travel, right? So you'd send your mind into the future or the past and occupy a body which of course and too it was presented as 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 frightening like it was not uh, and then your own mind it was a swap but you didn't agree to it all of a sudden you woke up you're on this alien planet surrounded by aliens 
uh, I think it was, I think it was in the past. And too, there were a number of stories about this. Um, and two whole races of, of aliens who would leave, because there would be some kind of, um, you know, planet environmental um, disaster. And so they would just send their minds. You know, they wouldn't send spaceships. And uh, But Moss, what does this have to do with anything? Uh, say, along the lines of the psychological rather than the, um, the supernatural. And, and now going back to the, the supernatural, the, uh, these, these beings who are just so blissed out and jaded and, you know, they don't have time for, um, for the world. Often it's presented as a kind of like, a, say, a chess match that the deities will be you know, playing a game, you know, and that we're, um, that the, the various, you know, heroines, heroes, protagonists, that those are, um, they're not the players in the game, right? That instead it's these supernatural deities, that they're the players, and we are more like the, uh, you know, we're the objects on, on the board, the playing board, the board game. So, supernatural aid and allies. And we are subverting uh, the monomyth, the hero, hero's journey. Uh, one thought right away is that the the motivating um, factors, the the powers that be, that are you know uh, they're sending the call to go on the adventure, and in full subversion, you know yeah it's refused and we but we don't or the call never gets through and the adventure doesn't happen. Also, to arguing, adventures are horrible things. Why, why would you ever go on an adventure? Armchair adventures, ah, there we go. Uh, so, as we cross the, uh, we leave the first act of this episode, and enter the second act, the 15-minute mark. Uh, it's leaving behind, structurally speaking, it's leaving behind the um, the setup, right, and uh, the sort of introduction, and now we're headed for the um, development.
and two, we do have this in, in three-act structure uh, currently. There is a quality. I've seen it in at least two um, screenwriting manuals where we talk about or where it's, say, suggested, it's observed, examples are given of... And of course they're cherry-picked, but, you know, we're looking for structure. Uh, But we have these examples of aid, of... uh, This is a variation. I remember one had to do with games. Um, It might have been friends and allies. So thinking back on it, going, ah, you know, they were tapping into a bit of, say, referencing the hero's journey. So what would that be instead of friends, uh, enemies, friends and allies would be enemies. That would be interesting to, to instead, because we are subverting, uh, that we have an enemy show up. Structurally, it's about helping to get to this place of um, the, mid, the midpoint So, the, the, the enemy, the supernatural enemy. I like the notion that, say, it's, it's a character that it's part of this game, this supernatural game that's being played. You know, the players are all deities and demigods. And, uh, or less the demigods, more the deities. But that they are uh, playing this game, and then um, that we have this enemy. So from from the other side, not from the uh, the character, the protagonist's side. And then right away, there's these questions about well, why why would it be helping? Why would it be assisting? There's sort of a trickster quality right away. Uh, there's a playful, uh, but also dangerous quality. That uh, during just went off in a different direction during its existence in the um, storytelling that there's a motivation uh, to assist it could be as well that say it's covert Uh, it seems unlikely like you know say how would you avoid uh, 
you know, the, the supernatural, um, what is it called, intelligentsia, more along the lines of intelligence, awareness, um, But maybe there is a way. Maybe there's a way to conceal and uh, not have what you're doing known to these big beings. Big beings in the sky. Okay, so uh, the easy subversion, uh, you know, changing around this stage is is just to make it the opposite. The more difficult is to um, alter alter the relationships and um, complications. I'm just thinking along the lines of, say, that what, like, and it's not too far of a jump to make the protagonist uh, a demigoddess, for example. Demigod, demigoddess. Uh, To, or even say that they, that in, slightly interesting because you would have there would be a lot of time to um, it might be a a point of view option to sort of say uh, switch point of view I do like the idea though of having the whole thing supernatural and that humans are that the roles are reversed so that humans are uh, on the uh, that they are on the role as supernatural uh, aid allies. So instead of supernatural, it would be mortal, mortal aid and allies. So I like it. Because, you know, synapses are firing. I have a feeling that, say, most of what I say, you know, if I say synapses are firing, and that, say, the professionals will say, that's not how it works. <laughs> so, you know, dopamine, I'm feeling the dopamine. That's not how it works. Uh, somewhere, someone is, uh, and, and that most, yeah, most of what I'm saying there's an expert out there who's going to be <laughs> unpacking and wrong, 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 wrong. Uh, c'est la vie. And uh, interesting that, that there's that potential impossibility in one's life. And two, that's an interesting character right there. Somebody who's wrong about everything, right? Everything they say, every statement is actually not true. 
and to have another character point this out <laughs> actually yeah. that is untrue uh, so we're moving to an optimistic place uh, getting to the midpoint of this episode and the sort of certainty oh yes you know it's it, we're accomplishing our goal and supernatural aid and allies that's within our grasp um, just to set things up for the crisis and beyond for this episode that there's a kind of assumption going on um, even say for myself as far as the subconscious or something like the unconscious collective uh, that uh, once again it's easy to speak of and probably most like say like say it's just the tip of the iceberg and uh, on one hand being very simplistic I'm just say reading supernatural as subconscious uh, that there's this part of ourselves and two it's probably this small chunk of brain that has infinite potential like say as far as creativity uh, you know as far as uh, dreams go and uh, what gets called um, visions or you know, encounters with the divine that say you know it's this like, tiny little router tiny little uh, device that that we we load up and say oh it's huge it's huge but it's probably just you know um, very simple and um, bizarre right that it opens the gates of perception and um, but at the same time it, it, you know bizarre right it's not something where we can you know easily section or segment and the tax the taxonomy right it uh, there's a conversation okay so as we hit the midpoint over oh, we're almost at the midpoint and then everything is downhill to the climate uh, <laughs> everything is downhill to the but that's not true not everything so so uh, at the midpoint just to say that we've got it figured out that it would be the uh, uh, 
aid allies that that is uh, sort of obvious simple that it's not uh, not an unusual and it's something conceivable and knowable not alien uh, oh it's like us There's a, I think it's anthropomorphic, um, some word along those lines of where we imprint and we project and impose uh, our reality on the external. Uh, I mentioned the woodpecker earlier, and you know, say, I'm giving it this intelligence beyond its scope, realistically. Uh, subversion, I, I do like the notion, say, of doing, say, a fantasy um, story in some way or another. And... Uh, Having a character that does this kind of thing, it's like re- reduces the supernatural and, you know, that there's this an- analytical, like, ah, I must be dreaming, something along those lines. Right? Uh, or, say, a conversation. So they're run in with the supernatural is um, it, it reminds me of it was a um, doctor who studied they, they studied I want to say neuroscientist something along those lines that they studied people who had uh, I think it's aneurysm so in, in your brain that you know there would be uh, a vein would explode, an artery, uh, and this happened to to them, and that they had, all of a sudden, it would say somebody who on the outside knew what was going on, but they were having the inside uh, happening, this inside experience. And on one level, it was very clinical, but on on the other level, it was quite profound. Um, Because it could be spoken of... uh, It could be spoken of in such a way that... uh, helped to define, helped to clarify what was going on. Uh, which is interesting that, you know, it's not enough to have this outside clinical um, read uh, to be thinking that you know versus feeling and actually experiencing what is happening. Uh, so how about that? How about our uh, our 
main character being being a I say supernatural like a supernatural being turning the whole thing inside out and also I'm interested in the world building the uh, magic system you know where and what these deities uh, how they do their thing and do great stuff because it's their ordinary world you know this is par for the course you know whereas for us it would be totally alien uh, in that there's questions well you know why and two of course this is you know the development this would have to be um, expanded explored um, plotted um, have to go through the story but the internal struggle of the story that that would remain pretty much the same right that there would be this uh motivation like there would be a reason for uh, going on this anti-adventure uh, or say not going not going on this adventure um, something really easy uh, something really easy to I want to say point out uh, as I point my finger here into the ether that yeah that would be something very easy to do and it, it's almost like everything around it is different there's also this otherness with a capital O maybe and I want to say alienation or just say different, foreign. We could be looking at a uh, a species that has removed itself. Uh, alien. We have this kind of alien quality to them. And It's more like that they're different. It's not like that they're better. So, optimism aside, let's start heading towards the, uh, the crisis. This downhill journey. There's an inversion waiting to happen right away. Uh, the, the crisis is a good thing. And two, that could be an, another series uh, to explore. Like the tragic arc and turning everything upside down and you know, what is the 
what's the outcome? What is the, the difference? Okay, so crisis-wise, uh, the supernatural aid and allies. Uh, in a contemporary sense, I don't buy it. Like, you know, it, it's a very weird, strange thing. Uh, the fairy tales we uh, tell now, you know, mostly it's... Uh, for kids, you know, it's... It really just boils down to uh, beware of strangers, right? Stranger danger... Um, Even within, even within the confines of your own uh, family network, what have you, and uh, yeah, and, and there's this quality of uh, of the predator. Uh, I'm just thinking, you know, can you like at what point do you begin to differentiate and say, you know, these, oh, be careful of these people. And, uh, kids, it seems, and I have to say, yeah, that there's, you know, there is no differentiation, and then reaching a point where there is. I'm going for, like, say, you know, friendships, and you know, say, thinking about, well, what is it? At what point is there this uh, doubt? You know, say you're writing a kid's story and then all of a sudden this supernatural representative turns up. Uh, sorry, not sorry. You know, I, yeah, you know you'd be highly doubtful uh, about talking beasts for example you know in in what context is this is this okay in what, in what context do you uh, or would a protagonist be talking to uh, an animal for example a woodpecker a conversation there <clears throat> to get back to the clinical like say my con- conversation with the woodpecker was like say it was me that there's a kind of reflection quality to that experience you know i'm projecting on one hand um, there there's a terrible notion there of how much interaction like say to what degree do we actually know people? To, a, to what degree do we actually encounter people? Uh, or, you know, it, does it have to do a lot with our own um, situation, our own example?
watching an electric car drive by. The that that would be uh, the the crisis of uh, that interaction, and often it seems leapt over. Often it seems like this question of belief, this question, you know, say, doubt. Um, well, that's impossible. Uh, animals don't talk. Uh, birds don't talk. Um, there is this intelligence, you know, but it's um, it's muted. Uh, and, and say, we don't have examples of bird civilizations, you know, woodpecker literature. It's, uh, it's amazing that they, you know, <laughs> it's amazing. Vaccinations, bird vaccinations. So, as far as, say, subverting uh, supernatural aid and allies, there's a very obvious um, one right there. Uh, I do like the notion, I, th- I also think for, say, the reader, that it's, it would be frustrating. Um, as, as a small thread, uh, story storyline thread, that there be this... Um, It, it seems obvious that it would go set up development payoff that we would have a uh, ally right this woodpecker who says you know hey would you like some help and ignoring the bird that, that say that the natural arc of it would be eventually um, saying okay I will uh, you know, I will get this help from this shamanic uh, representative. But, uh, you know, as far as inversion and a kind of comic response would be to eat the bird, like say, say our protagonist is a kind of hunter kind of character. And... Uh, has a bow and arrow, it's right there. This would be a perfect uh, Chekhov's gun moment where you know, you're supposed to use the gun. If you have the gun there, you, know, you use it. Uh, reducing you know, simplicity, just reducing everything down into you, know, you only have what you're using, you don't use anything else. This kind of ultimate reduction in storytelling. So the bow and arrow are there, and we have our setup development, and then the payoff being, you know, shoot the bird and then eat it, right? That, you know, yeah, thank you for helping me, bird, right, woodpecker. Um, also, too, maybe sort of putting in there that there is this question of hunger, and uh, a meal would be good right about now.
we have our, you know, big storyline happening. And so this would be a small, uh, yeah, subversion, inversion, etc. I'm having a moment of, I guess, sort of channeling, uh, which is not the right word, because the, con- the connotation right there, it, it has a kind of supernatural connotation. And because uh, channeling is probably still big, it's probably being called something else right now. Instead of channels, it's probably something more high-tech, you know, quantum something. Uh, the 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 big say feedback from the reader though would be this desire this expectation this pleasure in it that you know nature is na- that nature is responsive right nature is um, that nature speaks and that say that the supernatural that it has a voice through nature that that's how it works perhaps it's a a part of ourselves childhood again right that we're open to these notions and um, that there's a simplicity there our our division um, from it uh, and each other that it's not not so far away I do like although along the lines of subversion I do like the um, refusing that help and that aid something we haven't gotten into is say you're being offered you know magic things magic rings and swords and um magic beans and so uh, these have the potential of that they can do more than there's a kind of technological aspect to them Um, that their function is enhanced uh, they're superior that uh you're going to get more from uh, using these items, whatever they are. Uh, even, say, talking swords, right? Objects that are inhabited by um, intelligence, a supernatural uh, entity of some, in some way or another. There's a, for me, there's the obvious. I won't mention it because it's so obvious. But that, but that it's a bad thing. It's not, it's not a good thing. And um, that they say there could be good things. But that the supernatural be, being uh, representative of something unnatural, in a sense, which is an interesting take on that. Uh, 
you know, often as it's presented, how I've received it is that the supernatural has this connection with nature. You know, it's not, it's not entirely removed. Uh, it's existing on the fringes. And two, not far off. But... I just found myself looking down and it's like suddenly looking up and saying, oh, blue sky. Uh, probably the looking down has to do with um, not tripping over uh, bits of cement and stuff. Uh, the unnatural. And that's a great place, in, in my opinion, uh, to uh, have cri- the crisis for um, the supernatural. Uh, and, and to even something like, say, um, that there are, say, there are, yeah, there are con- the contemporary. Um, it's, it's, it's easy for me to say, oh, well, we've moved on. But I know people, I've met people that, uh, I, I always want to say, I, you know, well, come on, they don't believe that, right? They're not, um, that's not something that they, you know, actually are involved in, in the sense of, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, st- we still have religion. And it, uh, even, even though there's this dwindling, uh, there's also this like continuance that is something that, you know, it'll probably, in some way or another, will always be there. Uh, I'm thinking, and too, I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, people who sort of that there are nature uh, supernatural and that's always in the back of my mind sort of like going you know well this seems very playful like say for me the that I'm I'm viewing it as something playful Whereas there's the contrary of uh, this is um, also supernatural, uh, also uh, that they believe it, that they uh, say, I, I go back to. Um, fantasy versus reality and extremism in, in religion and the, the difficulty and danger there. Um, it's interesting, yeah, to use the word 
of play and, and playful. So we've hopped the border uh, to um, we've hopped the border into the third act and and my, my spouse is sneaking up on me there we go I thought I was out for a walk alone, but I have been joined. Uh, so let's see. Now we've got to wrap everything up. Subverting uh, the supernatural and the aid and the allies. The aid is one thing we haven't gotten into so much. Um, there is this, uh, it, it is supernatural. So it's say something that has been imbued with or given from, you know, that say someone has stopped, you know, in this supernatural place and, uh, that there's this gift given. It's a... It's a tough thing. It almost feels like that there's this a bit of sacrifice in a way going on. That there's this um, offer of something that is uh, that it's it's not natural. That's the thing. And in that sense, it's it is unnatural. It's like now I think I'm. I feel like I'm still in the uh, crisis here. There's this quality to it that uh, can't be measured and can't be known. And ways, you know, thinking and doing that are beyond the norm. And as far as, say, subverting this part of the hero's journey, I think I like it the best because there, there is history to it. There is storytelling reference. And um, that's along the lines of... Um, some, somebody going to, uh, uh, say, this super, you know, coming across a house that's not supposed to be there, uh, going inside, you know, and there's this obvious supernatural people there, and sounds great, boss. Let's let's move in, and uh, but it's not, and being there is not being here. And um, if you've traveled at all, say that you would pick up uh, the notions of change and that you, um, even just like a tiny, tiny bit, that there you become what would 
That's the example. Even just in moving across town, these different notions of who you are, what you are, uh, you know, rich part, poor part, and what's important to you, and maybe not even knowing the perception that you're moving into. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, finding, you know, you have to make this decision about whether you're going to stay or not because uh, are you going to adapt? Are you fitting in? And if you're not fitting in, say, your tolerance to, um, to the change, uh, you know, going to a neighborhood and, you know, getting this vibe um, that is intolerable. Uh, let's see. Gifts. Well, the extreme is, is um, the underworld. And it's, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm looking at it and going, that's obvious. You know, it's obvious that we'd end up at that point. And, but it's also sort of an un, unfortunate and uh, whereas I'll, I'll sort of hear and I read, of course, and have people saying, you know, it's uh, magical and exciting and everything. And yet there is that aspect of the underworld, of the um, however you want to define it. Uh, are are those things that dwell in the underworld um, and interpreted, say, that um, parts of us that we repress, uh, hopefully there's sublimation, right? We're easing the tension. And uh, in order to uh, exist, you know, in whatever scenario and situation... One of my neighbors has this truck and I guess they park in a part of town where there's sort of like into it's this white um, uh, truck, white painted, but apparently it's considered a canvas. And to, uh, I guess it's like where they park. It uh, seems like every time I see it, there's a different spray painting. Maybe changing the color so it's not white or something, or having some kind of pattern that uh, would would break up or not be interesting to uh, graffiti. Um, the underworld. Oh, and we're over time, but uh, that's pretty much where I intended to end up. Take care. <laughs>